0: It's Monday, September 26th.
1: From inside the WTOP newsroom, this is the DMV Download, brought to you by the men and women of Steamfitters Local 602. Get an estimate and learn more at steamfitters-602.org.
0: Today, a half-ton spacecraft built and controlled by scientists in Laurel, Maryland, is about to make history. It's called DART, which stands for Double Asteroid Redirection Test, and it's the first planetary defense vehicle with the goal of moving an asteroid. We talked to a geophysicist who explains how this thing is going to work.
2: The asteroid itself is about a football field and a half in size. So really what we're trying to do is just nudge it.
1: And Luke tells us how he got to hear Rocket Man from Sir Elton John himself for free this weekend. Thanks for joining us. I'm Megan Cloherty. And I'm
0: Luke Garrett. It may not be something you think about every day, but millions of asteroids fly through space with impressive force and some of them close to Earth. And if one of the bigger ones crosses our path and hits us, it could cause mass casualties and even the collapse of our planet.
1: That's why Congress directed NASA to figure out how to defend our world against an asteroid like that. Now, 17 years later, the DART spacecraft is making a beeline for a harmless asteroid who doesn't see it coming to see if it can send it off course. Johns Hopkins planetary geophysicist Olivier Barnaway helped create DART. And he thinks about asteroids often. Olivia is joining us now. Thanks for being here.
2: Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me.
1: So, OK, n- you know, not to freak everyone out, but just to get this straight. Tonight, a half ton battering ram <laughs> is going to smash into an asteroid somewhere out in the cosmos. Why are we doing this if the asteroid is not heading our way?
2: really just as you said at the beginning of the show so that we can do something about an asteroid coming towards us uh, displacing it out of our way gently hopefully well semi-gently i guess (laughs) um that it won't hit us and you know won't cause mass destruction things like that wow
0: and so you know this asteroid Dimorphos, you know that we're gonna slam into 7 p.m. tonight. It yeah. is harmless at this point, but is there any risk that like we'll hit it and then it will actually become more dangerous? Is is there any possibility that will happen? I know that's a fear out there.
2: No, no risk at all. Dimorphos is and it's mother planet uh, asteroid. I guess it's orbiting around Didymos. The whole system is no way gonna come and hit and encounter the Earth. So there's no chance of any of that happening. No worries that we're going to displace this asteroid into the Earth's path. That is absolutely not what we're doing here. Uh, What we're doing is we're going to actually just change the orbit of this dimorphos around its main parent planet, Didamos, and try to understand how much we're moving it by so that we can actually prepare for doing this in the future, moving something out of our way if it's coming towards us.
1: And this may sound like a silly question, but do we expect it to break it all? No. Oh, okay. um, all right, good.
2: So remember our our spacecraft is about although you said some tonnage thing, um <laughs> it's only about uh size of a fridge, right? Flying at wow. the asteroid at about uh, 14,000 miles per hour. So it's really fast. Mm. Uh but the asteroid itself is about a football field and a half in size, right? It, so you can imagine that's kind of different size. So yeah. really what we're trying to do is just nudge it through <laughs> an impact, give it a little push.
1: That's just such, that's a funny, so,
2: that's that's funny. such a funny image. I know, funny it sounds image. weird, but really we're only moving it a few, it's 73 seconds total in terms of change in its orbit period okay. around the mm. So what does that actually mean in real? It's, you know, it's, we're moving it several centimeters per second out of the way.
1: And is it going to get then pulled back into that orbit?
2: It stays in the same orbit. It, it's, it will move the orbit a little bit okay. because it slows down. And that's just how dynamics works. But it will stay in orbit around Didymos and just change its position over time. So we are expecting to see it move in about a couple of weeks, about 180 degrees from where it is currently. You know, <clears throat> so if, if we didn't hit it, it would sit in one location. We expect to be essentially on the other side of the asteroid at that same time after we've hit it.
0: Yeah. In other words, okay. we're just giving this asteroid a little kiss and it's right. going to be moved. So, yeah. how Kissing do we- it,
2: moving it a little bit. <laughs> and that's actually all we would really need to do if we needed to protect the Earth. Because we're out there watching these hazards come towards us. If we know it's coming, and usually we'll have some time, like 10, 15 years, we can easily get a spacecraft or two or three depending on the size, and nudge it just enough. Just a few centimeters per second change in its orbit is all we need hmm. to get it out That's of the amazing. way of impacting. Mm.
0: Now, dart, however helpful it's going to be, is going to be destroyed once it slams into this asteroid. So how are we keeping track of this all if this spacecraft itself is going to break up?
2: Very good question. so we are going to be imaging all the way towards the asteroid. So we will be actually watching and downlinking those images at a one-second cadence. So we will see images getting closer and closer until eventually we get no more image. Mm. Um, We also have telemetry, a measurement of, like, the spacecraft. It's basically a beacon sending information back to us the whole time. That, That telemetry would just stop. We'll know at that point that we've hit something. We're also carrying a little Italian CubeSat um, this Italian Space Agency has provided. It's called Lecha Cube. It will actually fly by a few seconds after we hit and can start watching the ejecta plume, the material, the debris that we're generating from the impact wow. as it sort of flies by very quickly. So it's only going to be there a few seconds, mm. but it's capable of imaging and rotating and watching the, the, the beginning of that crater on the surface. We'll be doing Earth-based observations with telescopes to see that change in period. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So
2: that's how we're doing it. Uh, And there's actually another thing that's going to go on.
1: (laughs) Tell Uh, us. In
2: about two or three years, the Europeans are sending another spacecraft to actually go see what we've done. Oh, wow. So we will have a lot of information on this, but at different cadences.
1: Um, So this is live streaming today at seven o'clock that you'll be able to watch it. But can you tell us what role Maryland scientists played in this?
2: Well, we're all in Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody um, who uh, matters is in Maryland, yeah. is what uh, you're the saying. You know, <laughs> the, the J-H-U-A-P-L built the spacecraft. Uh, so, you know, Johns Hopkins University Applied Physics Lab. It's located in Columbia, Maryland. Yeah. Uh, the Spacecraft was literally built and integrated here and then shipped to Vanderburg in California for launch. So it's an all- all built here. We have uh, University of Maryland and scientists involved here. Mm-hmm. Uh, many here at, at the J. Johns Hopkins University Applied Physics Lab. Where we've got a lot of asteroid experts here. Um, actually, our facility was the first mission to ever send a satellite to an asteroid in the early two thousands. So we have a lot of experience here with that. You know, so so it's very much a very Maryland centric uh, effort.
1: And it's and you guys have been building, I mean, this specific project, how long have you been working on this?
2: I've been involved about 10 years. You know, about 10 years ago, we started really sort of pushing this to NASA, trying to convince them that, you know, they had started this planetary defense office, like you had said, 2005. Mm -hmm. And their first efforts were really to identify all the hazards out there by using telescopes and so on. The next thing is, how do we move it? And this is the first mission in that category. And we we work to convince them to to take us to do this effort.
0: Right. I mean, we're talking about objects flying through space at really, really high velocities, high speeds. So how hard was it to hone in?
2: Pretty challenging. As I said, uh, one of the technologies we have, it's called SmartNav. It's actually not that. New and it was developed initially for, for a lot of the Gulf War efforts. The Japanese had used a similar technology when they went and visited the asteroid Itokawa for going into orbit and, and operating around it. They used a similar kind of it's basically a blobbing algorithm where you try to find the thing in the in an in a camera. Where is the big, brightest thing and go to it? Yeah. So that's what we're doing here. But we've never done that at these high speeds. You remember I'm saying we're coming at uh, 14,000 miles per hour. It's really fast. We're actually going to stop using this smart nav to, to to get to the target about four minutes before we actually hit. That means we're going to be about 500 miles away when we just say, okay, wow. cruise in. And, <laughs> and as I told you, two football field sizes. So you can imagine 500 miles, we're good to go. <laughs> we're going to hit. So yeah, it's got some challenges. But we know how to do this. As I said, we've already got some experience with similar technologies and other missions. So I think we're good to go and we're going to we're going to be very successful tonight.
0: And, and just finally. That's Brad, my prediction. Good. Hopefully
2: I'm not wrong. But it's <laughs> my prediction.
0: And as we wrap up here, are there any useful metaphors? I know metaphors you know, aren't always perfect when talking about physics and you know all these fast moving objects. But are there any on the ground metaphors that could help some listener who might not you know, really understand what's going on here?
1: The French to the yeah, football good. field is, is – uh, that hit with me for sure because it, it's pretty amazing. I mean there's amazing. another
2: metaphor. So imagine you're shooting a basketball at a basket, and one of my colleagues came up with this. You're maybe like a mile away shooting your hoop from there oh my God. and hitting
1: the target. Are I don't these- know. I'm a
2: pretty good basketball player. I could never hit from a mile, so –
1: how are you feeling? I mean, I feel like I would just be like my stomach's in knots. You've been working for this for 10 years. I mean, personally, are you just nervous? You are.
2: Yeah, definitely nervous, but excited, too. I mean, uh, I've worked on a lot of asteroid missions. As I said, I was actually involved in that near mission that was launched from, you know, that APL built in the early 2000s uh-huh. and, and went into orbit. First spacecraft to ever orbit an asteroid. So I've been thinking about asteroids a lot and this is a nice sort of moving forward a A few years ago I was involved with the OSIRIS-REx spacecraft where we sampled an asteroid for the first time the U.S. sampled an asteroid for the first time so we got to interact close up with the surface of an asteroid a little bit you know in in a sort of slow moving way because when you get into orbit everything is very slow it's low gravity so you're moving really slowly Uh. we actually also even shot something at one of the asteroids to make a little crater So that was all super exciting. We've learned a ton. This is going to be the next step. Like Mm. this is now we're really going for it. The big impact, (laughs) you know, where we're we're going to do something significant. And all these objects, you know, get hit all the time by other objects. Mm -hmm. We're going to learn a lot about how this interior structure of this asteroid looks, what the near surface looks when we now pound it a little harder than we've done it in the past. And we're going to learn, uh, I think there's going to be significant advancements in sort of how asteroids evolve and form over time, how we will deflect it also. That's a big deal. And how the solar system in general works because asteroids are building blocks of, of, wow. of the solar system. So,
0: so bottom line, are you confident that we'll be able to defend against you know that big asteroid like when if it comes? I mean, that's kind of, I'm sure, a fear that keeps some people the up. A big at night.
2: asteroid, wow. we're not there yet for that, but this is one of the tests Towards getting there, luckily those big asteroids don't happen often. I mean, the one that killed the dinosaurs happened 66 million years ago. You know, <laughs> you got long time spans between these big impact events. Um, so I think uh, we have a good chance to figure it out, and this is the first step towards that—a big and important step. But don't worry. Nothing like this is going to happen and anytime soon. Um, so, you know, please
0: rest assured don't worry about it.
2: we're working on it and you should be happy that we're starting to think about it and work on it in, in, in earnest. So.
1: Uh, well, that, that makes me feel better. Olivier Barnaway from uh, Johns Hopkins Planetary uh, Center. Thank you so, so much for your time and really distilling it for us because I knew I, I wasn't going to understand a lot of it and you helped me understand almost all of it. So there you go. That's
2: great.
0: I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> thank
1: thank, you. So, and good thank you. Good luck tonight. Good luck. luck
0: and after the break how megan built a monster truck arena you heard it right a monster truck arena yeah i did don't miss it
1: backed by the experience of its hardworking members steamfitters local 602 is ready to take on your next commercial heating cooling hvac or refrigeration project steamfitters local 602 adds value to our community through its partnerships with local contractors and building owners all while keeping the focus on improving the lives of its members and their families throughout the DMV. For work that's on time and on budget, go to steamfitters-602.org to schedule your next project. That's steamfitters-602.org. Steamfitters Local 602. Changing Lives.
0: Thanks for listening to the DMV Download. If you like this show, give us five stars and leave us a review on Apple Podcast.
1: We love hearing from you guys, and your reviews really do help other listeners find this, our area's only in-depth daily local news podcast.
0: And thank you for making us a part of your day.
1: Okay, and before we go, Luke has a little hack to share with us that he figured out this weekend.
0: Yeah, a little loophole, if you will. So Sir Elton John performed at Nationals Park yep. this weekend, and me and my girlfriend, we really wanted to go. We're huge Elton John fans. We know all the lyrics of all the songs. Uh-huh. But the tickets, you know, on Saturday morning were like around $200, $300, $400. So we were like, all right, let's, let's kind of see what is possible out there. So okay. I had this idea. I was like, I wonder... I wonder if we just sit just outside Nats Park at this DACA beer garden if we could hear, you know, all the music. Yeah. So we go there. We do it. We get there early. Uh, We get a good table where I kind of, like, see an opening in the Nats Stadium stands. and like, oh, the sound could travel just through there. Concert starts. Lo and behold, we could hear every single word of every single song. And we were just, you know, eating big pretzels. It wasn't too loud? It wasn't too loud at all. No, it was like... You could wow. just sing along with it. And it was fun. Everyone in the beer garden was, like, singing along. Aww. Um, we were really intently focused on, you know, the concert. <laughs> I think most people were literally just enjoying beer, bratwursts, and, you know, pretzels. But it was great. It was fantastic. So anytime, you know, there's a big a big player at yeah. Nats Park, I'm just going to do that.
1: It's also good to know, too, because a lot of times you'll go to a bar and they'll have music playing. So they they didn't have anything playing. So no. it wasn't competing with no, no. the no. Johnson. And the Johnson. din
0: wasn't too loud. You know, it's obviously you can't see anything like obviously getting a ticket is preferable. Right,
1: but right. <laughs> if, if you can't,
0: you know, it's it's not there. It's not happening. Yeah. It's such an easy way. Such an easy metro I means like a five dollar metro round trip. And you get to hear Sir Elton John sing your favorite songs. And, and have like, a
1: beer and a pretzel.
0: Yes, exactly. And like Love it. it was his voice. That's what I, we kept like saying to ourselves. This is Sir Elton John singing to us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just to us. He can't see us, but he knows.
0: He knows. What did you do this weekend?
1: Um, okay, so I had a major event, huge event. Whoa. For my family. Jack's third birthday. Boom. My, my nephew. But he's like really into monster trucks. And so I was trying to figure out a very cool present to, to get for him other than just Hot Wheels trucks, you know? Totally. Um, so I ended up building a uh, monster truck arena.
0: <laughs> wow.
1: And I'm really proud of it. I, like, I was at Michael's, I got super crafty. Uh-huh. I filled like one of those like plastic tubs okay. like, that you put, whatever. Storage tubs. Right, right, right. With dirt. I mean, I just filled it with dirt. <laughs> I was gonna try to do some. You like cool. dug a like, hole and yeah, just like got dirt. Yeah, Kinetic sand, but no, it was just dirt. <laughs> He's a three-year-old boy. He loved it. So so dirt. And then I got like, I I took like cardboard and like painted the cardboard to be uh-huh. the jumps. Oh,
0: nice little ramps. Yeah,
1: I built like, you know, some piles of dirt in there. And what else did I do? Oh, this was the most fun part for me. I painted like a crowd in the stands.
0: Whoa. You Painted and it a was crowd? a very,
1: I have to say, it was a very inclusive crowd as well. We had all colors, all Great. ages, love it, Huge and they all had different faces on them. I'll, I'll put a picture up on Instagram. I was,
0: it <laughs> sounds like hours of work.
1: It wasn't too long because, like, I made them like with the, my thumbprint. Oh, nice, like their faces with a thumbprint. Oh, that's pretty, smart. so it was pretty. But anyway, it, I had a lot of fun, and the best feeling ever was I got there and I put this thing down, and he like spent like an hour. No way. During his party, just in the dirt.
0: Undivided attention. Right. Just... And I was like,
1: I kind of felt a little bad. I was like, Jack, do you want to like have other friends come play? He's like, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that's okay. That's a too good. Wow. Uh, oh, all right. Well, That's anyway, awesome. I know. It was It was actually probably more fun for me than for him. But there you I go. I doubt it.
0: I mean, an hour of undivided attention. That's a home run. That's a home run present, I <laughs>
1: And that'll do it for us today on the DMV Download. We hope you guys had good weekends, too. We are sponsored by Steamfitters Local 602. Our managing editor is Craig Schwab, and our music is by Real Worlds.
0: Give us a review and rate our show if you get the chance, and tell your friends and family about this show. We love sharing stories with more people. Yeah. You can also follow us on social media where we're posting content every day and find out more about the show and become one of our VIP listeners at dmvdownload.com.
1: The DMV Download is a product of WTOP News. Listen on 103.5 FM in D.C., 107.7 FM in Virginia, and 103.9 FM in Frederick. You can also find us online at WTOP.com and the WTOP News app. Have a great Monday night.